Hello, welcome to Bringing Bach Back, the podcast that explores the church year through the theology and music of Johann Sebastian Bach. The idea of the show is pretty simple. Each week we're going to look at a different cantata written by Bach for a particular day of the church year. We'll examine the music, the theology, and the original use of each of the cantatas that we study, including hearing the scripture lessons appointed for that day. After a brief discussion of each part, we'll give a rough translation of the text from the German to the English so that we can understand the message Bach was seeking to convey with his music. We'll listen to the cantatas movement by movement, imagining what it was like to hear that cantata for the first time in a weekly church service. And as we do so, we'll learn that Bach was boldly Lutheran and hopefully seek to bring Bach back to the Lutheran church. We'll begin this episode with the same words that Bach wrote at the beginning of all his music pieces, Jesu Yuva, Jesus Help. Today we're taking a look at the cantata for the Sunday of Cantate, which is in the Easter season. And yet we're in this point in the Easter season where we begin to look forward also to the end of the Easter season with the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this week's cantata is cantata number 166, Where Are You Going? Uh, is essentially how we would translate that. It's asking Jesus that question, because he is talking about how he is going to leave and be ascended and send the Holy Spirit at the same time. Of course, the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ can never really be separated from the sending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. These things go together. As Easter draws towards its end, Pentecost draws near. The gospel lesson that is appointed for today, the fifth Sunday of Easter comes from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 16, verses 5 through 15. Jesus said, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For I, if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you. O Christ. These, of course, just like last week's gospel lesson, Jubilate Sunday, are words that Jesus spoke on Maundy Thursday, shortly before he was arrested and goes to the cross. And already Jesus is beginning to prepare his disciples for what will take place after the cross. Yes, the resurrection of the dead, but also the founding of the church with 
the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit, as you recall, is always, always, always attached to God's Word. Wherever God's Word is preached and taught in its truth and purity, there the Holy Spirit promises to be at work calling, gathering, enlightening, and sanctifying the entire church on earth and keeping it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. This is then the work of the church, to proclaim that word, to preach Christ crucified and risen, knowing that in that Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to call the church into existence. The word then is the most sacred and important thing that we as Christians have. And this is really an important thing, and this is what we're going to hear a little bit more about in this particular cantata. But we also want to know where Christ is going. For you see, at this point in Maundy Thursday, Jesus is talking not about just going uh, to the cross. Yes, he's been very clear about that. He's also talking about the ascension when he goes into heaven. And to prepare us for that, Bach is going to focus on that idea and answer the question that Jesus doesn't really answer. He says that he's going, but he never says where. And so we're going to hear about where Jesus is going. And this brings to mind also uh, words from a couple chapters before this in the Gospel of St. John, from John 14, 3 through 6, where Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you, and if I am, I will come again to take you to myself, that where I am, Am, you may be also, and you know the way to the place I am going. And he goes on later and says, This is the way to go where I am going. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. With this idea in mind, then, we'll begin by hearing a bass aria. And this particular bass aria is going to be uh, saying these words Where are you going, Lord? In fact, we'll hear that sang multiple times by the bass in this particular aria. It's kind of a simplified, stripped-down aria, and uh, this entire cantata itself, it's not as complicated as some of the other ones. And I think that's because uh, towards the end of the Easter season, uh, you know, Bach, from just a practical standpoint, had been putting a lot of effort into some of these Easter cantatas. There was a lot of complexity, and sometimes um, they're just a little bit more simple for the ease of preparing everyone to sing them on a Sunday morning as well as to write them. And that doesn't make it less beautiful or amazing, but it is just a little bit more simple. So we'll hear that bass aria sung now at this time uh, where the bass will ask, where are you going? And he's asking that question to our Lord Jesus Christ. We hear that sung now. Oh, 
Next, we move to the tenor voice who will sing another aria. And this aria will kind of answer the question that we were asked in the first one by the bass. We were asking the question, where are you going, Jesus? And now, while not quite answering it completely, we are going to talk about where our focus should be, which really does drive us to the place where Christ is going. And so the tenor is going to sing these words. I will think of heaven and not give the world my heart. For whether I am busy or at rest, this one question preoccupies my mind. Man, ah man, where are you going? So you see, with that, Bach answers the question, where is Jesus going? He is going to heaven, to be with his Father. But then Bach takes that same question and is now applying it to the person who is sitting in the pew in the church, because that's really where the important thing is for us as human beings. When we die someday, where will we be going? What is our ultimate end? And we've kind of answered it with Jesus, where he is going to heaven, and Bach wants us to realize that that is where we will go in faith in Jesus Christ. Through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, eternal life has been won for us. It has been brought to us through the word, not only the word preached into our ears, but also the word that is attached to the waters of holy baptism, the word that is attached to the Lord's Supper, where we eat the body and blood of Jesus Christ. That word creates a faith that promises us that we too will go to heaven to be with our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is the focus of this particular section. And it really brings in a couple other ideas from scripture as well. Take, for example, the words of Psalm 90 that say, The years of our life are but uh, 60 or 70 years, even by reason of strength, uh, maybe 80 years. Their span and their toil is but trouble, and they are soon gone, and we fly away. And it continues then a couple verses later to say something to this effect, Teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom, so that we may always be ready to go to be with our Lord. Jesus teaches the same thing in Matthew chapter 6, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so we'll hear Bach make this transition, uh, and we'll, we'll try to apply what we know about our Lord Jesus Christ to also be applied to us as Christians. This next section then, this tenor aria, is a longer part, and it has a, a beautiful oboe accompaniment uh, that goes with the singing of the tenor. And so uh, we'll listen to that at this time.
Next, we're going to hear a chorale. And this is an interesting chorale. It is sung by multiple voices, but they all are soprano. Uh, they are female voices. And this is a chorale that is actually from a Lutheran hymn that is uh, fairly well known. I don't think it's in our hymnal. I might be wrong about that. I've tried to figure it out, but I don't believe it is. This hymn is, Lord Jesus Christ, you highest good. Herr Jesu Christ, du hochest gut. Um, and my German's not that good, so please forgive that. Uh, but this is a uh, hymn verse that is going to be added into our particular cantata for today. The words that we're going to hear are as follow. I ask of you, Lord Jesus Christ, hold me to these thoughts, and let me indeed at no time from this intention waver. Rather, in it persist firmly, until my soul leaves its nest and goes to heaven. So if we didn't have the answer before about where Jesus is going, and then ultimately the subsequent question, where are we going? Now we really have that firm answer. We are going to go to heaven. And that is then uh, as long as the rest of this particular chorale is true as well. It is a prayer asking Jesus Christ to keep us in the faith uh, and to let us focus on heaven all the days of our life unwavering that we might persist in the one true faith until finally we leave this world. The nest uh, is the word that's used here to describe the world and go into heaven. And I think the word nest is really a unique way to picture that particular idea. In springtime, as this cantata would be performed in the springtime, in the season of Easter, we see all those baby birds that are hatching and they're growing their feathers. And finally, the time comes when they must leave the nest and go someplace else. And Bach is driving home that point by calling this world a nest. One day we must leave this world and go somewhere else. Where is that somewhere else going to be? Bach says, into heaven, so long as we remain in the faith. And so this chorale is a hymn uh, asking us, uh, asking God, praying to God to keep us in the faith until we finally die and leave this world. We'll hear it sung now at this time.
And that brings us to the end of the first half of our episode for today. Where Are You Going, Jesus? Box Cantata number 166. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Bringing Bach Back. Right before the break, we heard a uh, chorale sung by the soprano voice that is answering the question. You remember this particular cantata, number 166, is entitled, Where Are You Going? And we asked the question first about Jesus with the uh, looking towards the ascension that follows Easter. And then we saw that that question also is a question we have to ask about ourselves. And that's now what we have done also. We have the answer from that last chorale that as Christians who have faith given to us by the Holy Spirit, we believe that we will go to heaven. We're going to continue then with a base uh, recitation, a base recitation that will also continue this idea as we move towards the end of this cantata. The words that we'll hear sung now are as follows. Just as rain water soon flows away and many colors easily fade, so is it also with joy in this world which many people value so highly, even though sometimes people are seen to be flourishing with the good fortune for which they longed. Still, even in the best days, quite unexpectedly, the last hour may strike. And you see again, we uh, we heard earlier from Psalm 90, and these words also echo that idea. It also brings us the ideas from 1 John chapter 2 that says, The world passes away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Or Psalm 49, man cannot abide in his pomp. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who have foolish confidence, the end of those who are pleased with their portion. Be not afraid when one becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. For when one dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after him. Though a man gets praise when he does well for himself, he will go to the generation of his fathers, who will never see more light. Man cannot abide in his pomp. He is like the beasts that perish. And so you see, Bach is reminding us here very clearly of our mortality. This world will not last forever. We will not last forever in this world. There will be an end, and we thereby must keep our eyes fixed on Christ so that when the end does come, we know where we're going, to heaven, the same place that our Lord Jesus Christ has already gone. Now, this recitation is fairly short and fairly simple. It is sung by the bass, and uh, that's because we want to really think about that question, and so there's nothing to distract us from the reality that we're going to die. We'll hear that 
recitation sung now. Manche Farben leicht verschließen, so geht es auch der Freude in der Welt, auf welchem mancher Mensch so viele Stücken hält. Denn ob man gleich zu feilen sieht, dass sein gewünschtes Glück geblüht, so kann doch wohl in besten Tagen die letzte Stunde schlagen. Now that idea that we just heard in the last movement, we're going to focus on just a little bit more with the next movement, which is an alto aria. And uh, it's a really amazing one. Um, it, it pictures someone laughing at how well things are going here on earth, uh, because they're laughing because of their good fortune, uh, which it kind of is contrasting against what we just heard. Oftentimes in this world, things do seem to be going well. We really love what's happening. We feel content with the things uh, that we have in this world. But Bach has also just reminded us that the world fades, that it disappears, that we have to leave the nest to go somewhere else. And that is the thing that we also are focusing on here as well. So the alto aria that we're about to hear, the words that we'll hear are this. Let everyone take heed when good fortune smiles upon him, for things on earth can easily change dramatically before evening from what one had thought in the morning. In other words, things might change quickly. Things might come undone for us quickly. This reminds us of the parable of the rich man who, uh, when he had a abundant harvest, said, I know what I'll do. I'll build more barns for myself. Uh, and then in Luke chapter 12, God says to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. That again is this idea. Again, Psalm 90, we need to number our days because we never know when the end will come. I really feel like this is something we've kind of forgotten in these last few years that has been made very clear, uh, especially with the pandemic. We are actually not the masters of our own lives. We are not in control of the day we were born, and we won't be in control of the day that we die. God is. And so, though things might seem to be going really well in the morning, it might also be the last day of our life, which drives us back again to the idea that we've heard in the first couple parts of this cantata, that we need to have our eyes fixed upon heaven, upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, so that when the last day comes, we know exactly where we're going. So we'll hear this alto aria sung now, and as you listen, uh, you, you notice that the words talked about how we're laughing at our good fortune. When you hear this aria sung, you get the picture of laughter because of the way that the singer is singing, the way that the notes are written. 
we're going to bring back a word that we haven't used in a while, and that word is melisma. That's where you have many notes that are over one syllable. Lots of times when we sing, we take one syllable and we sing different notes to that syllable, but this is the other way around where the one syllable has multiple notes. And the way that it is done in this particular cantata gives the impression of laughter. See if you can hear those melismas as we move into this and hear the alto sing at this time. That brings us to the closing chorale of this particular cantata. And the tune that we'll hear this closing chorale 
is familiar. It is the same tune that we have our hymn, If Thou But Trust in God to Guide Thee, hymn 750 in our LSB hymnal. But this is not that particular hymn. It's just the same tune. Uh, and this is a, a different uh, hymn that, to the best of my knowledge, again, is not actually in our Lutheran service book hymnal. But the words that we're going to hear are as follows. Who knows how near to me is my end? Time departs, death approaches. Ah, with what speed and agility my death agony can come. My God, I pray through Christ's blood, make sure my end is good. Now, I think that's a prayer that we as Christians ought to know and we ought to pray often. My God, I pray through Christ's blood, make sure my end is good. And when we talk about a good end as a Christian, lots of times in this world, you ask somebody, what would be a good death? And they would say, well, peacefully in my sleep, so that I had no idea what was going on. For us as Christians, that's not actually a good death. For us as Christians, a good death is one where we have heard God's word, where we have confessed our sins, where we have received absolution. If we're coherent enough that we have eaten the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ one last time, and that having heard the word and received God's gifts, we die in the faith, having made the good confession even up to the very last moments of our life. That is the good death that we pray for uh, in this particular prayer and as Christians. And uh, this is perhaps a little bit tangential for this particular program, but uh, even some of the things that we do in our modern world to ease passing can potentially uh, hinder a good death in that particular way. Uh, Some of the comfort care things that take place, uh, you have to make your own decisions on those things, but uh, that's something for you to consider. When you receive that is, am I going to have an opportunity to hear God's word before I pass away? Uh, So that's the part that we're going to hear sung, that idea. Now that little prayer that I mentioned is going to be really emphasized as we hear this chorale sung. As we start the chorale, you'll hear that the choir is singing very, very softly. Very, very softly, they're talking about how we don't know when our end is coming. That our time and days on these, this earth depart, that death is approaching. We know that's true. It's doing so swiftly, and it is uh, death's trial is drawing near. That part is all sung very, very, very softly. And then that prayer that we have just talked about is sung very loudly and boldly. My God, I pray through Christ's blood, just make it well with my end. My God, through Christ's blood, let me have a good death. The emphasis is entirely on that part of this particular chorale. And I think that's really how we as Christians ought to think about death as well. We ought to be bold in our prayers to our Lord and Savior Jesus that he would take us out of this world the right way so that um, we know where we're going. I mean, remember, that's the entire theme of this particular cantata. Jesus, where are you going? To heaven. So when I die, where am I going? By Jesus' blood, I am going to heaven. By Jesus' blood, I will have a good end in this world. I think that's just a tremendous thing. 
And as you uh, hear this particular chorale song, think about that. Maybe we need to sing this hymn, uh, find a good translation, and sing it in church more often. Did you notice what a great job the choir there did in emphasizing that Christian prayer? That our death is a good death when it is in the blood of Jesus Christ. Keep that in your mind. Keep that in your heart. Pray that prayer often because it's true. And with that, that concludes Box Cantata, Where Are You Going? number 166, and it also concludes this particular episode of Bringing Bach Back. I pray that it's been a blessing for you, and that it has allowed you to peek into our great Lutheran musical heritage and to enjoy a piece of music that is decidedly Lutheran in theology and is an amazing contribution to music itself. As you think back on today's episode, remember that this is what church music can be, beautifully carrying our theology and music fit for heaven. Bach was little more than a church organist who took the great hymns and chorales of the church that came before him and made them into music that carried the gospel to hearers of countless generations, even to our own. That's why it's so important that we continue to bring Bach back into the Lutheran Church today. If you have any feedback on our program, please let us know. Contact us at KNNA Radio. We'll keep on working to uh, uh, improve this program. We'll keep on making new episodes, so we'd love to hear from you. We'll end this episode with the same words Bach wrote at the end of all his compositions, three little letters, S-D-G, for solo Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Bringing Bach Back is a production of KNNA Radio of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska, KNNA LP. If you have any feedback on this episode, please contact KNNA or visit its website at thecross957.org.
you were listening to Tanini LP 95.7 FM Lincoln, Nebraska.